Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fraud Watch Football Podcast, the podcast where we highlight the footballing week and expose the frauds within our beloved game. Uh, I'm joined today by Alex. Alex, say hello. Hello. Um, and hopefully we'll get Dave along a little later. He's just driving at the moment, but we'll hopefully get him along a little later. But if not, you've just got us two. So, Alex, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, a complete opposite uh, side of the world. So it's 6.30am over here. Oh, commitment. Yeah. Into the pod. Awesome. Um, um, you looking forward to some of the games this week? Uh, yes, yes. I, I, not too much the Liverpool game. Um, <laughs> with, uh, news that Henderson's out for. I think they were saying April, start of April. Um, yeah, I saw that. So it'll be interesting as to what his centre back partnership's going to be. Maybe we might see a, a Kabak and Phillips, or, or... <laughs> Kabak and Dennis. It's not looking good. No, I think I think at the moment, you, I mean, this Davis guy, he he doesn't seem to have been trusted just yet, does he? But um, I suppose he's just come up from the championship and he's not exactly the Liverpool mould, is he, yet? I don't know. Maybe I'd, Sheffield, I think the, the Sheffield game is probably the perfect opportunity to um, just to give him a give him a run out. Because, I mean, Kabak's looked OK in... Bits during a game, but overall, I think he's, I think he's struggled a fair bit. Um, I think he's just been thrown in at the deep end so much. Like it's, it, I, I feel for him to be honest. Like he, he's not. There's no way he's, you know, ready for to be a you know Premier League winning side centre back, is there? No. And if if he was if he was partnered with Van Dyke, and he uh, was in and out of the team, and he was learning from them all in training, then. Uh, that would be a much better environment. But the fact that there's so much responsibility has kind of fallen on him to uh, almost establish himself now as as probably the the one of the one of the two senior centre backs. Um, he just looks to have, have struggled a little bit. I don't actually mind Phillips though. He's no, he... I think he's. I think you said it last week, didn't you? You said he's a bit more of the no nonsense that you haven't had in a while. He, he's like a he's a really poor imitation of Stefan Honcho. Oh, that's a blast from the past. Very poor imitation, though. <laughs> Honcho and Hippia, that was a good, that was a good, uh, good little pairing. Now that I think about it, Hippia, I'm surprised that I, I didn't think about putting Hippia in my all-time eleven. Foreign yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I actually, I actually rate him. I think I've, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Liverpool fan at, by any stretch, but um, out of all the Liverpool players that I kind of do like, Hippia was certainly one of them. I don't know. I can't complain with company and village. No, I think we're all right. Um, all right, just quickly then. We'll, we won't delve too much into the Sheffield-Liverpool game for now. We, do, you, do you want to give a little bit of a... Do you think you'll get back to winning ways? Um, I think it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, I do think we will win. Uh, I think it will be low scoring. Um, I, I, I think we'll win I think we'll win 1-0. Um, I'm not convinced uh, we'll fare too well against Chelsea, though. Um, just l- looking at the injuries we've got and who we're going to probably line up with as a back four. Um, yeah. Marks over Allison. I, d- I doubt Allison's going to play either. Um, so we'll probably have Kelleher in goal. Um, and Chelsea didn't look too bad midweek against Atletico. So, I'm yeah, I'm not looking forward to the Chelsea game. I think we'll sneak the Sheffield game, but um, I'm not uh, holding out for a win against Chelsea. Mm. Well, Chelsea will be one of the games we sort of look at. I think that'll be our sort of game of the weekend against United. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's um, let's move on to our first game then. Let's move on to Arsenal and Leicester. So Leicester are at home. Um, just a quick run through. They've got no James Justin, obviously ACL injury, which is really unfortunate because he was probably pushing for the England squad. We mentioned that. Um, Fafana, who I genuinely believe will be a world-class centre-back one day. Um, maybe I'm a little bit coming to the party early on that one, but I think he's, you know, he's got the, the ability to be right up there. Um, you know, and another French centre-back with talent is, is getting a bit ridiculous there. But um, the biggest the biggest thing was, I suppose, no Madison. So what do you think that does to Leicester? No well, Madison. We, we talked about... Um... I think it was the, the the last podcast or the podcast before that how Aston Villa um, without Grealish looked like a completely different size. I think mm. 
applies to Leicester here. He's that one in midfield who um, just has that bit of magic, uh, can create a goal out of nothing. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do think they struggle for creativity when he's not there. Um, I mean, I, I caught some of the highlights from their, their midweek Europa League game um, against Slavia Prague. and Yeah, they, they were not were, good. They were awful. Mm. Uh, in contrast, in, in contrast, Arsenal, um, you know, what, what have they got? One win in their last five Premier League games, but against Benfica, um, they look they look pretty good. That that Sacco is, you know, I reckon he's going to be one one hell of a player. Yeah, he looks really good. I've seen a lot of people to, um, comparing, you know, saying who's who's better and who's going to have a bigger future, him and Greenwood and. If you'd asked me 12 months ago, I'd have had no hesitation saying Greenwood. But the rise of Saka this year, and you know, and maybe the comparative sort of you know stagnation a little bit. I mean, he's 19, so we can't really call it a stagnation, but slight stagnation of um, Mason Greenwood. I think Saka looks like the clear player there, and that pains me to say, but he he's got to be pushing on the England door, hasn't he, for the, the Euros? Oh, 100%, 100%. But We've always got this issue where, um, no matter who the the England manager is, they always seem to you know have their favourites. So, mm. who, do you, who do you drop to take Saka? I don't think you can anyone can you, and I think that's the problem. Um, I know I'd, I'd be dropping Mason Mount. Yeah, I mean you're not Southgate though, are you? Southgate seems to have some sort of a. a affiliation with, with Mason Mount that we're not too sure of. I, I I think he's been really good this season, but it's not been this season that he's played in. He's been playing him for a while, hasn't he? Did, did he call him up when he was in the Championship? Uh, I don't think so, no. I don't think so. Okay. But if you... If you it, it's, it's a strange one, because if you think about um, how long it actually took James Madison to break into the England squad... Um, oh, yeah. Well, he, would we say he's even broke into it? How many caps has he got? I think he's got one. Maybe two caps. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's many, and especially I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to guess at how many starts he's had. Um, and you think how good he is. And Mount well, played a lot of games. Ali Ali's probably played himself out of it. If you know what I mean, in, in terms of the lack of games, he's got yeah. to get through. I think they're they're kind of, they're blessed in that in that department with three or four players who you could just rotate. And you still be hitting that same level of quality, but um, mm. no. If they're providing they're all fit, I think um, yeah, I think Saka's going to miss out, which is, which is going to be a shame because, as we said, 19 years old, but he looks like one of the the senior players in that Arsenal team. They almost turned yeah. for a bit of inspiration. I think he got two assists in midweek. Um, someone who did who did decide to show up, and I'm a bit disappointed. Dave's not on the podcast. Was Aubameyang. Mm. I know he's got. Has he got? I want to say he's got something like seven in his last four. Um, in competitions, yeah, in all competitions, yeah. He got Patrick in the Prem, didn't he? He's got. I know he's got. He earned, I know he had five in his last two in the Prem. Um, so when he had the hat trick, I think he's played since then, so maybe slightly less, maybe seven in five. But um, oh, he's he, he he's he's one of those players, isn't he? I think he, he'll get he'll grab a couple goals here and there, but he does go missing a lot. I do agree with Dave. I do think he's slightly fraudulent, but um, he he certainly comes about now and then. He he won't go away. He'll always get a few goals. Well, he's got all the he's got all of the hallmarks of a player who would be firmly on fraud watch. Oh, the rep- quick FIFA cards. The reputation, especially amongst Arsenal fans. Um, Oh, yeah. but when when he um, when he came on board and they were almost instantly comparing him to to Omri, it's uh, I think it's just I think that's just Arsenal fans. Well, they gave him the fourteen, didn't they? The fourteen. He's got he wears number fourteen, right? Yeah, Walcott had that before him though, and he's very much in the same mould as Wal- Walcott. Maybe he's just a bit of a better. Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear uh, a lot of people hear the thoughts on. Aubameyang is just another Walcott. That would be great to hear. <laughs> but he's, um, he's only got eight goals in the Prem um, this season, I think. And uh, yeah, I, I saw a stat that he's actually had less less shots than uh, than Saka, and he's supposed to be their main striker. So, and Saka hasn't played all the games either. So, 
Um, I don't know. He just keeps he... firing this season. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with what you said a minute ago as well. I think they do look to Saka as their senior player. I think he 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 has been amazing for them. I would say he's been their best player this season. Yeah. Um, me and Dave were mentioning that they've they've got Tierney back now, and we call him a bit of a t-shirt merchant. In fact, in the way that he, you know, the Arsenal fans absolutely love him because he doesn't seem to feel cold. But I had an Arsenal fan today talking to me, telling me that he'd take Tierney over Shaw. And um, I was I was quite outraged by that, considering Shaw's season. But I think they they have some sort of love for for, for Tierney, so they can have that one, I suppose. Um, what have we got? We've got Vardy. So, can Vardy make the difference, do you think? Um, I think uh, I think Vardy is one of those players that he... Um, he's... A- He's the kind of striker that he needs. He needs that service that Madison provides. And you talk mm. about pairings in the Premier League, and, and probably the the most um, the most well known pairing, or the one that's been the most fruitful this season, has been um, Kane and Son. Um, mm. And you saw when when Kane, I think he picked up an ankle injury uh, earlier in the season against Liverpool. Um, they they almost looked to Son to to sort of carry that burden. By himself, um, and I, I thought he struggled to step up to the plate. Um, I think Vardy, Vardy's going to struggle without having Madison there. Um, Vardy's a striker where he needs he needs that service, he needs that that ball to run onto. He's never going to be a striker that's going to, you know, pick the ball up with his back to goal, you know, jink around two or three men, uh, and then score. He's not that kind of striker. He's very much playing on the last defender, always on the shoulder, and and he sort of thrives off that Madison service, so uh, yeah. I no, I think I think I think uh, I think Vardy might struggle. I think it's actually going to be a pretty close game. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go with a with a one-one conservative. One-one, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock the boat a little bit there. I'm gonna say, I think um, Leicester have got the injuries. And I think they're missing Madison, but I think they've been they've been they were missing Madison at the beginning of the season. I don't know if you remember. It actually took them quite a long time to get back into the side, um, and they did well then. And I, I don't think I think they're a better side than Arsenal with or without Madison. I really do. Um, so I'm going to just get them to pip it. I'm going to have them two one Leicester. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a massive. I'm not a massive fan of Arsenal. We all know that, but I just. I just don't see how they can turn into a better side overnight. You know, they had a good, maybe a bit of a good thing against Benfica, but they still let in two goals and they needed a last-minute winner, you know? like that. Benfica playing the Farmers League, as Dave would say. So I'm not too sure about that one. But yeah, fingers crossed. I hope for Leicester to get a win. I, I like Leicester and, I, and I, like I said, strongly dislike Arsenal. Do you, do you think, um, think Leicester have got go on. that top four tied up? I mean, they've they've pretty much... Have they been in the top four the whole season? They've been. Yeah, they haven't dropped. They're the only team not to drop out of that top four. Um, I don't know. I, I I I think they'll get. I think they'll get top four. And I, but not, but almost like not because of themselves. I think it will be the other teams falling away, yeah. and they'll just continue to be consistent like they have done. And you've got to remember they're getting their players back now. So they've been missing Sionchu, Pereira. Um, Indeed, he was missing at the beginning of the season. They've got all these players back, and they'll just get stronger and stronger. Obviously, hopefully, Mads is back soon enough. But he is a doubt. There's, there's, there's talk that he might be able to play, but I think with, with they might not take the risk, um, especially against a relegation threatened team like Arsenal. I hope, I hope he's not playing. I've taken him out of fantasy. I've, I've, I've left him in for now, just in case. Just in case. I'm going to wait for. I'm going to keep my ear to the ear to the ground for tomorrow. <laughs> um. Right, we'll move forward into the next game. So you think one all, and I think two one. I hopefully the two one. Right, Leeds and Villa. Right. So first of all, what I want to say about Leeds is what a f- stinking team to to predict for. <laughs> they they literally. I've never known a team to play. You don't know what team's going to turn up. No, no. They it's like polar opposites. One week they they you know for me they play some of the most exciting, entertaining football to watch in the Premier League. Um, mm. their defensive frailties, especially from set pieces, um, can often, you know, become their undoing. And they've had some, they've had some pretty bad results. They've been thumped a couple of times. 
Um, I think Palace thumped them away. Uh, sorry, Palace thumped them at, at Selhurst Park earlier in the season. Obviously, United thumped them as well. Um, I actually think this this the Leeds Villa game is going to be the the sort of game of the week, though, in terms of entertainment value. Um, I mean, Leeds coming coming off the back of their three 0 thumping of Southampton. Although Southampton aren't in, in a in a good spot at the moment, but but they played really well in that game. Um, as we said, Villa were a completely different side without Grealish. Um, yeah, one player and Cash. Yeah, one player who I've um, I've really been impressed with this season for for Leeds has been Rafinha. Um, considering he's he he's amazing. Honestly, I picked him up for I think it was about twenty twenty five million. Um, he took a couple of games. To, to be sort of slowly introduced by Bielsa in the first couple of games, um, but since then he's he kind of made that that position his own, and he looks like an absolute bargain. Um, I hope. I genuinely think he's one of the best players in the Prem at the moment. Well, for, I, I think for for Leeds fans, they'll be they'll be absolutely desperate to to keep hold of him. You know what usually happens? These players have have breakout seasons, and then you've got the bigger teams circling like vultures, but. Um, they seem to have a um, a good setup at at the club, and all of the players like playing for the manager. And um, yeah, as I said, Leeds fans will be hoping he stays. But I've I've been really impressed with him, really really impressed with him. I, as a, you know, as you've said, I think he's been one of the one of the standout players in the league this season. So do you know what? So's Bamford, to be honest. And and I know a lot of people. I know Bamford gets a lot of. Um, a lot of criticism focused more upon the number of chances that he has and his his conversion rate. But I think he's is he what's he got thirteen, fourteen goals this season? I think he's got. I think he's on thirteen goals, but he's also on uh, thirteen big chances missed. So he's and he's top of those scoring those charts as well. So he, he he scored a few goals, but he's missed a lot of chances as well. But the thing is, if uh, and this is this you know, has, has always been an issue with players making that step up. I know that there's four or five players that who you know have, have performed really well in the championship, and for one reason or another, they just haven't been able to make that transition to the Premier League. Um, Bamford's had a couple of couple of bites at it, um, but he's I've really been impressed with him this season. Um, yes, he misses a lot, can't, but I mean, if you see some of the goals he scored this season. I think he picked up a hat trick away at um, Aston Villa. The uh, mm. the third goal, um, dancing around three or four players in the box, you know, barely any back. Yeah, that was, that was unbelievable. That goal, yeah. Um, and yeah, no, he's he's improved. I'll give him that. He's improved a lot, and I, I think he's I think he's um, I think he'll be unlucky not to go not to get into the next England squad purely because you know when you're a striker, you score goals, it gets you in the England squad. I think. I, I think you you've got a lot less sort of think you've got a lot less to do as a striker to get into the squad, haven't you? You you know with a lot of other positions, especially those wingers at the moment, you need to be doing a lot. But I think if you can get goals, you, you you're going to be in and around the squad. So I think he's done well, but I think he misses a lot of chances, and I don't I think he's playing out of his skin at the moment. So I'd, I'd like to see him maybe try and get that turn that on a little bit more. But yeah. Um, Right, so the other one um, I wanted to talk about was obviously they've got no Calvin Phillips, but I did I did want to go back, you know, like you said, no Grealish or Cash. So it just feels like there's a little bit there's a little there's going to be a little bit of impetus taken out of the game with I'd say two elite, you know, Leeds is one of Leeds' best player and Phillips and two of Villa's best players in Grealish and Cash. Who who can come in and take Grealish's place? Like who do you think can can anyone do that, or does it is it just a case of changing the whole system or what do you think um well i think the three of us all on this podcast of um you know hold jack grealish in in very high regard um i think the term world class has been thrown around a little bit when talking about fish um so there's obviously no one in that villa squad that can step into that role and and bring the the same qualities that jack grealish has um yeah, I think they may have to sh- they may have to shuffle the pack a bit. I look to their team and and you know who is who's that player that's going to give them a bit of spark that that bit of invention. Um, I look at maybe you know Traore, 
Um, El Ghazi, maybe. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's just a real drop in, in quality when you take Jack Grealish out of that side. Um, and that's why I think, I, I really do think they're going to, they'll, they'll struggle against Leeds. I think it'll be a, a, a pretty high scoring game, to be honest. Um, and you mentioned, you know, Calvin, Calvin Phillips hasn't, um, probably won't be, uh, is he, in, I think, is he injured or? or would... Yeah, Calvin Phillips is injured, yeah. Um, there's been a couple of times this season when he hasn't been in the team. Uh, and he he is very much that one in in the centre of the park that dictates the tempo of the play and and he, he really sets the pace. Um, they haven't got anyone who can step into that role. They've they've tried to rotate a few players. Um, they they brought in that that Pascal Strauch to try and sit in that midfield position. Uh, he didn't really cut it. He sort of sort of had to drop into centre back and cover whilst um, whilst Rob yeah. was injured. Um, Dallas. They they miss they miss they miss him massively. I think I think they play well, but he gives a little bit of assurance. And I think he's I think he's really underrated in terms of his, his one his distribution of the ball is top notch. He he I think people look at him as a little bit of a tough tough tackling rough and ready sort of CDM. Whereas actually he he does play on that pivot and some some of the whippage he gives is brilliant. I, I really like him. And I've said before, I wouldn't even mind seeing him at a big club like United. I, I really wouldn't. But I think maybe it might be a bit above his station. I, I'd like to see him maybe do a little bit, a little bit more. But well, they don't, they don't, yeah. they don't call him the Yorkshire Piello for nothing. <laughs> Yorkshire Piello. Not sure about that. He's got better hair than Piello, though. Debatable. I don't think you can get better here than Piello. Um, yeah, Leeds, I was just going to say Leeds are so unpredictable, but I'd like to try and predict the score, mate, if you can. Um, I think there'll be quite a few goals. Uh, Leeds, as I say, coming off the back of a good performance. Um, Rafinha's in fantastic form. I, I think I'm going to go 3-1 Leeds. Uh, I went 3-1 as well. I'm, gonna sti- I'm just going to stick with it. I'm not going to... I'm just going to copy... But um, three one, I think, is dead on. But but like I said, we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Villa could turn up. I mean, El Ghazi and Bertrand Traore are the only other players who are going to be able to be creative there. They've got Trezeguet as well. I can't see anybody really stepping into Grealish's shoes. But and and Watkins looks like he belongs back in League Two when Grealish isn't around. Yeah. Um, and I mean, who did he have at? Did he have Ben Rama at Brentford? Uh was it Brentford Watkins? Was that yeah? He was at Ben Rama. Maybe oh, I think he'd have a he'd have a he'd have a tough time getting getting some some of that same service off of Traore or El Ghazi. But El Ghazi looks good when he comes into the side. And Burton Traore, you know, he's done his little bit in the in the side. But I'm I'm not sure they can take on the mantle of chief creator. Um, quick one, just to throw it in there. Um, who would you rather have, Rafinha or Rashford? Um, how am I, how am I looking at this? Am I looking at this um, in sign for Liverpool tomorrow a Liverpool morning? Fan and, and wanting to sign someone in that in that wide yeah. position. Uh, they sign for Liverpool tomorrow morning. Who would you rather it be? Now it's, they're about the same age, I believe. It's got nothing to do with the fact that he plays for United, but I vote <laughs> for Rafinha. Um, for me, the 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 difference between the two. Um, Rafinha's work rate off the ball is, uh, and that's that's something that's um, sort of a, a hallmark of all the players in um, in Bielsa's side. But his his work rate off the ball um, is fantastic. The way the way he runs with the ball, changes direction so quickly, his balance. Um, if I was given yeah. the choice of the two, I'd say Rafinha. Rashford's probably a better finisher, uh, which is saying something because yeah. Rashford, so wasteful. I think but he'll learn that. He'll learn that. But I, I think Rashford. I, I think Rashford has been around for a little while now, and his finishing's getting better, but not quite quick enough. So I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You know, I love Rashford. I'd go for Rashford, but I can't argue too much against Rafinha. I, I think he's been. He's, he's only been around a short time, but if he continues on in the same trajectory that he is, he could be a top top player. Um, he his his output um, since he made his full ninety minute debut. Um, because he t- he was in and out of the side, like you said earlier, a little bit earlier on. 
since he sort of cemented his place in the in the side, he, his output's been um, only about only second to sort of the Bruno KDBs and um, and Jack Grealishes. So he, he's he's a serious player, and you know, like you say, Leeds might struggle to keep hold of him in this, over the summer. Yeah. Um, right. Moving on, last sort of game we'll go out in depth. Um, Chelsea United, so big one for me. Um, I, I at the moment, and I mean this is this is a typical thing of the last sort of seven years post Fergie. I'm not really looking forward to it, and I, d- I don't remember the last time I really did look forward to a United game against any of the top six. Um, well, I just worry, especially. I mean, away from home, we you know the record speaks for itself with us. We've been amazing away from home, but. You never know when that when that's going to end, and and you know why is that even the case? Is it is it just a coincidence? But yeah, I don't. I, not the not the most best time to play Chelsea after the midweek game of Atletico. They're probably on a high, don't you think? Yeah, they they to be honest, they've been um, they they look transformed under under uh, Tuchel. Um, they're they're undefeated in the in the league under Tuchel, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, um, and United obviously being in um, sort of in, in similar form. Um, the problem is, and I think it's uh, you know, I always as a kid, I always used to look forward to the clashes between what used to be the original big four, the um, Arsenal, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, and United. I always used to look forward to those clashes, and obviously that that four's expanded to a six now. Um, but in recent years, you know, it, it gets a lot of a lot of hype around these games, and they always end up inevitably being really dull affairs, like low. Screen. Yeah. No, I, I've written here as a note. I've written it's got all the all the um, hallmarks of being a cagey nil nil game. I really think so. Uh, I think they they look. He's trying to solidify them defensively, isn't mm. he? They've not let in many goals since he's started been there, and. Um, and I think he's trying to share it. He looks pretty set on that three at the back with the two wing backs. Um, you know, if he carries on with that, because he obviously doesn't trust Chilwell as a wing back by the looks of it. He prefers Chilwell in a in a left of a four. Um, but he can't trust Chilwell left wing back. So he's got Alonso who looks good at wing back. Like he, you know, everyone says he's a he's a um, well, everyone says he's a murderer, <laughs> but everyone. Everyone says he's he's not a great player, but at wing back he looks decent. So um, it's, it's I think he's it's I think he, he if they play in those five at the back, I think we'll struggle to break him down. I really do. I think it's I'm 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 going to go for a draw, but I think it's going to be a, a one-one. Um, I yeah. Think, no, I don't think he's been too wrong the, there. I, I think he's he's got to surely he's got to start Giroud, and that fraud Emo Werner can't continue. <laughs> I, I I genuinely think right. I've, I've, I'm on record as saying I think Werner will come good lately, and I think he gets into good positions, and he he's got that yard of pace as well, which is frightening. Like he he's good out there, and he can be more provider than scorer. Whereas at Leipzig, he was more scorer. But I've I've I watched him against um, I watched him Southampton. So he was my fraud of the week call last week and I nailed it. He was dreadful, absolutely dreadful. His first touch is woeful, probably as good as mine. And he can take players on down. He took a couple of players on down the wing and created a couple of chances, but he's just so easy to knock off the ball. And he, he can't, you can't, he can't seem to, he seems to run out of ideas down that left channel, which, which is, you know, he's, the sign of the fact that he's not a proper winger. The German at Bonglehor. He's the German. (laughs) (laughs) Great shout. He has nothing if you take away his pace. His first touch is minging. His finishing's poor. Um, I'm I'm not... He doesn't look like a technical footballer, does he? He doesn't look like he's a technically good footballer. He looks like a bit... he got a bit of pace. He can drop a shoulder a little bit, but that's it. He, 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 I, I agree with you. His finishing and his first touch, two of the most important attributes, are pretty poor. Um, but I'm hoping the finishing will improve. And, 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 and the first touch, again, the first touch and the finishing are, are quite connected with sort of nerves and, and, and being settled and, and things like that. So maybe they'll improve. I, I'm on record to say that I think he'll come good, but um, hopefully not this week. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'll um, go for a... Sorry. I'm gonna go for a one-one. Uh, I think yeah, Chelsea will get a 
Chelsea will get an early goal. Um, and then United inevitably will get given a penalty. Um, yeah. Well, Chelsea haven't. I've wrote here. I just wanted to talk about this. I spoke. I mentioned it in the prod pod last week. Chelsea have no really, really good players. Alex, name name one Chelsea player who blows you away. You know, like a Salah or a Mane or a Bruno or a De Bruyne or there are a couple of players in there who um, some of the 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 younger players have. They've either had one or two performances. Or they have the attributes to be really, really good. I, I tell you what, I like Pulisic. I do like Pulisic. Um, he's yeah. very, uh, he's very, very direct. He's very quick, and he always seems to make a difference. Um, whenever I've seen him play, uh, he finished last season really, really yeah, really well. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if he, if he picked up an injury at the start of the season, um, but he, he missed a few games. But he, he in in lockdown last season. Um, he was fantastic. He was probably Chelsea's best player. Uh, I get what you mean, though. There's, there's no real, you know, standout star. Um, but they have got, they have got some good players. They have got some good players. I tell you who, who I'm really disappointed with, and I, I, he was available um, for transfer. I was really hoping Liverpool would, would try and, would try and look to get him because I thought at the time he was a player that would have suited our team he was perhaps that missing piece in the puzzle was uh was Zayic yeah fantastic for Ajax in in that team that got to the the semi-finals of Champions League you know very unlucky to to lose to Spurs but he was that that player in that <laughs> side um that uh that you know brought all of the creativity and I I really thought that he would he would he would do well at Chelsea perhaps it's it's you know as we said with Werner Maybe Zayic will come good. Um, I think he struggles with the physicality of the league. He's about four. Yeah. Wet. Yeah. No, I think uh, there's more to come from him, that's for sure. Um, right, nil-nil for me. One all for you. I genuinely think it'll be a nil-nil. Just a quick one on Bruno, Alex. And I want you to... Um, I'm just going to put my opinion out here and I'd like you to have your rebuttal because yep. um, I'm sure there will be one. Um, Bruno has done I'm trying to word this correctly Bruno has done more for United in a year than Coutinho did for Liverpool in his entire time there what are your thoughts on that I've got to pick myself off the floor after that one <laughs> I, I, I get the get the point that you're trying to make from given um Fernandez's relatively short United career, the numbers, the stats that he's posting. Um, I, I, it's not even the stats though, Alex. It's it's the leadership, what he's doing for the club, like what he he is the best signing we've made since perhaps Van Van Persie. Like he, I, I honestly, I I think well, why have you, he he's just amazing. Why, why did you pick Coutinho? Why did you pick Coutinho? Because they both, they both, you know, when Coutinho came into Liverpool and then became. Because I know how much you and Jake love him. I think it's because I, I don't. They, but well, they don't play the same position. They. Well, when, they play. Um, they play. They play attacking midfield. They're not the same player. They play the same position, but they don't. They're not the same when, player. For me, when Coutinho was, um, was at the height of his powers before he left to Barcelona, he was. He was fantastic to watch. There were games he was winning us, you know, single-handedly. Um, and for me, out of all of the Liverpool players that have reached, you know, reached really, really high levels and have then gone on to to, to join other clubs, you know, Coutinho leaving was the one that hurt me the most. Couldn't get Torres. Yeah. Torres. I'll, I'll I'll tell you why I think I'll tell you why I think Bruno is better. Gone because. Coutinho is remembered really fondly for a bias of the fact that he scored quite a few goals from about 58 yards. He's what Dave would call a long, a long shot merchant. I think Coutinho scored quite a few unbelievable goals and I'll take my hat off him to him there. I don't think he impacted a game like... I'm not going to say a game, actually, because he did impact games a lot. 
but I'm going to say he didn't impact the squad like Bruno does, and he doesn't impact a match like Bruno does consistently almost every time. He's like changed the way we play for the better. He's changed like confidence levels. It's little things like his will to win. He's like changed. He's changed the dressing room a little bit as well. I think, um, and I don't think Coutinho ever had that sort of level in him. Um, I did. Hard and, on, yeah, on me because I'm I'm. I was such a fan of Coutinho and even now if he was if there was any possibility that he could come back to the club you know I'd bite Barcelona's hand off um I really do rate him as a player um and I was as I said you know devastated to see him go so you can't really ask me because my I'm just unbelievably biased um <laughs> and I I you know Coutinho is one of my favorite so That's I mean if, if we're talking about if we're talking about Bruno though and I thought he's going to get his own segment when we start talking about our fraud of the week nomination. Oh. <laughs> do we want to? Do we want to jump into that now? Considering we're talking about Fernandez. Fucking hell, Alex. Let's no. Let, uh, him, do you know what? I'm going to stew on it for a moment, and 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 we just what we'll do is we'll we'll finish off. We'll go through it. We'll we won't go through in depth. We'll just go a few of the other games results just so we can compare them next week and then we'll absolutely open up that tin of shite that you've just spoken yeah so just just let that simmer away <laughs> but that who that's who mine is and uh let's welcome let's welcome the rest of the games god i'm 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 stunned i'm stunned <laughs> okay um right City West Ham, so just a quick one. So basically, City obviously in a ridiculous form, but West Ham probably one of the better teams in the Premier League at the moment. Um, they're third in the form league at the moment, West Ham, um, behind Man City and Chelsea. So, what do we think for them? I, I yes, but they I, I look at West Ham's performances and results, and they've been getting an awful lot of luck, and I just can't see. That West Ham front line breaching City's defence, not this season, because when we, when there were always question marks about City, it was always around their defence. You know, when when they Liverpool and City were battling for the league, um, the thing that gave us the edge was the fact that we had that solid defence. I look at City's defence now, and it's for me, it's probably one of the stronger parts of their team. Um, I really think West Ham are going to struggle to break them down, and I think. It's going to be a cricket score. I think City are going to have a field day. I'm going to go with a 4-0. OK, 4-0. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say it a little bit closer. I believe I agree with everything you're saying. I think City will be too much for them. But I think West Ham look good solidly uh, defensively and I don't think they'll make a bad account of themselves. Um, um, I think they might be lucky to grab that goal. But I just, I don't know. I, I almost feel like City just can't keep doing this. Like, they have to slip up eventually. Like, what you've got to remember is City have got something like, is it, how many games is it? One in a row in the league now? 14, is it? 13. Yeah. 14. 13, 14. Yeah. And, and, and bear in mind, they're on 18 wins, five draws, but two you, losses. So they, were, they weren't doing great in the beginning of the season. And they'd have to. Yeah, but you say, you say that they can't keep that form up, but. You talk about they had a, a, a bit of a stuttering start to the season. But if you look at Liverpool last season, you know, we maintained that high level for about 95% of the entire season. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if City lose a game between now and the end of the season. Uh, to be honest, if someone said they're going to win the rest of them, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, given how, you know, all of their immediate rivals are playing, um, they just, yeah, just uh, as I said, they've they've shored up at the back. That was their real, that, their real weakness. Um, huge fan of um, of Ruben Diaz. I think he's a fantastic centre back. Uh, for me, second best in the league behind Van Dijk. Um, no, I I just can't see, I can't see Antonio and and Jay Lings <laughs> giving him any. No, I, I think I guess that's fair enough. Um, right, quickly, let's just gloss over West Brom, Brighton. West Brom, probably, for me, the worst team in the league. Um, Brighton, probably one of the one of the better playing football teams in the league, but can never seem to get results um, for for a reason which I believe, and I think we, we've agreed upon before, is the, the reason being they've not got a good enough striker. 
Neil Mopay is dog shit. He is. I'm sorry. Dog shit. And he's also a massive twat. No, no yeah, doubt about it. He, 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 yeah, he's, he's pony. Welbeck's never going to score you that amount of goals. And they've got to rely on people like Trossard and McAllister and Gross with, you know, and they're just, they're just never going to get that. So I'm going to, I'm going to just pip Brighton, but only because West Brom are so bad. So I'm just going to go for a 1 0 win for Brighton. What do you think? I think it's going to be 1 1. I think Brighton are going to play all the football. Um, but a big Sam team you can never rule out with a with a step piece. Yeah, I, I just love love everything that's going on at West Brom with Sam Allardyce. Guys are dinosaur. The sooner he's out of the game, the better. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so basically, what we'll do is we'll gloss over so Newcastle Wolves as well. I think probably one of the most boring games at the moment. I think Wolves are complete opposite of what they were last year. They're not playing any type of football that they were used to. I think that's mainly down to their best player being out injured for a long time now. Jimenez, I think he's their only player that I would deem either what I would call it the level below world class. Um, I wouldn't say he's oh, world class, oh. but I would say he's he's a he's a top class player. Is what I would call him. What, Tom, there's you disagree multiple, with that? There's multiple levels below world class. I get what you're trying to say, but and we'll probably talk about this on a on a separate pod. The the term world class gets banded about far yeah. too often. Yeah. Um, I get what you mean. He is he he's at that level where I think he can play in 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 any of the top six. Um, I tell you what, I, I who I have been really impressed with at Wolves this season, Pedro Neto. Oh, he's brilliant. Now he he could be he could drop into that that, that level if he if he continues on. Um, I agree. I I love Neto. I think he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I think if he wasn't a left winger, because Man United have a couple of them already, I'd I'd like him there. But what? Yeah, what a player. And 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 to be honest. That Podence looks like a nice little player as well. I don't think he's, you know, anywhere near the same same player as Neto I, is, but he looks I, a nice I, little player. I do like Wolves, and um, you know, going forward, they've got some, they've got some, you know, really creative and exciting players to watch. You know, we've mentioned Neto, um, Podence. You've, you've you've got Traore as well, um, who he's, you know, he he'll be can be quiet all game, but there's one instance where he'll. he'll Isolate the fullback one on one, and he'll beat him. And yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be your best technical player, but he's fun to watch at times, and you can make it entertaining. That's for sure, and that's that's all that matters, really, isn't it? For well, us as the, viewers. Before we move on to another game, one of the players who um, who has come into Wolves, and I know we like to joke about it, um, Fabio Silva. Oh my god! <laughs> come into replace. Um, well, he's coming to the Wolves side. He's. With Jimenez getting injured, he's been thrust into the line like he's been. Um, he was leading the line for a bit. Um, what was he? Is he? Is he eighteen, nineteen years old? Signed. Uh, for Thirty-five also, million. Thirty-five, forty million. I think he only played a handful of games for the first team at Porto. Um, but what I cannot understand is the guy runs like he's wading through treacle. He's the <laughs> slowest player I've ever seen in he my life. He can't move. It's, it's, I've never seen a player run so... I don't, I don't, he's like Michael Flatley. He runs independent from his own body. And he's not, and the worst, he's 19, 18, so he's not going to get any quicker. He's at peak pace I'm, now. I'm, I'm excited to see how slow he's going to get. <laughs> I, I genuinely... This is we'll we'll look back at this in in about seven years he'll be playing for Rio Ave in the in the um, Portuguese Liga Two and he'll be scoring seven goals in thirty six games and he'll be a bit part player he's bang average I've seen some people you know if he's if he's thirty five million and they've brought in William Jose to lead the line mm-mm. they I think he's a bit of a he he is the perfect analogy of a fraud. fraud. He is a fraud. Yeah, I, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. A, He's, he is a, number one fraud, Fabio Silva. He's got a big list. Yeah, he does, 100%. Um, yeah, he does. I've, I've just go, go and watch a video of him running after a ball, pressing. It's actually really funny. It reminds me of when, if anyone watches Friends, when Phoebe runs through the park in, in, New, in New York. It, it's just arms and legs are just everywhere. But um, And yeah, can't finish. Um, is only is his only goal is his only goal in the Prem a, a penalty? I think. Um, yeah, poor I don't, I don't, poor I don't, player. 
a, a, an incorrect Dave stat, so I don't know. <laughs> Um, he's, not, he's, not, he's not lived up to the hype, though. Oh, fuck no. Right, uh, Newcastle Wolves, Alex, score for me. Um, I am going to go... I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves. Sweet. I've gone 2-all. Two 2-all, two just because I think they're both shite. I don't know whether Newcastle will score two goals, but I just think because Wolves are pretty shit, and they're shit, I just, yeah, I think that'll be a weird game to call, but 2-all I've gone for. Um, right, Palace-Fulham. Uh, Fulham playing all right. I think Fulham have got a massive chance to stay up now. I think that was unbelievable. That was, you know, after eight games, I was I was sure they were down. I thought they'd come bottom, and they might even threaten Derby's. Um, I think I even said it. I was like, I don't think Fulham will beat Derby's record, but they're doing well now. They're three points off Newcastle, four points off Brighton, um, and six points off Burnley, and they're playing better than all three of them. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens there, but. But yeah, so what do you think? Palace, Fulham, what do you think of a score there? Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Fulham. Yeah. Um, Parker, Parker at the start of the season, he was sort of almost rotating his 11 um, every week. I, I think he struggled to find his best team, but some of the players he's brought in have, have settled a bit. Um, I think Loftus-Cheek, is, is, he's not sort of blown you away with all with. Uh, with his goals and assists, but I just think he's come in and he's really improved that team. Lookman, I, I think he's a, I think he's a really good player. Um, you know, Cordova Reed as well. Yeah, he's they, not, they, they've they, just improved as a squad, and I think every player's doing their part. And they nobody's like amazing, yeah. but they're all doing their bit. Palace are Palace are fucking minging as well. So, <laughs> Hodgson, how is he still alive? How, I don't know. I don't know. We talk about dinosaurs in the game. He is definition of dinosaur. Yeah, weird he's, one that, isn't he? He's a weird one. But but do you know what? Do you know what? Palace, they're not going to go down. They won't go down again. And they've got a poor squad, Alex. They've got Zaha, no Zaha at the moment. and They are rubbish without him. I like that Eze. And I also, um, I think Benteke is a dangerous striker. He doesn't score any goals, but he's dangerous in terms of his hold-up play. And he, he can draw defenders out. Um, and bully defenders, but he cannot was score. It, he scored a good goal at the, week, at the weekend, though. Was it against? Was it? It was Brighton, wasn't it? Where yeah, they had, volley in the last minute. They had, I think, two shots all game. They had about twenty percent possession, and it was just the definition of smash and grab. And it was a typical Benteke goal as well. Yeah, he was. Oh, do you remember? He he was good. Villa, he was so good. Um, seemed, you remember as well that Liverpool paid thirty-two million for him. <laughs> He did score that bicycle kick against us. I mean, we won the game, but everyone remembers over, the bicycle kick, yeah. Overshadowed by the Martial goal and the ridiculously biased commentary. Oh, yeah, Martin, Martin. Tyler. I've Again, never heard another dinosaur. Unbuttoning his shirt to reveal his United shirt underneath as he was commentating. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, I've gone for one all Palace. Um, we've not got any Dave here today, so let's just have a talk about um, so we'll we'll just say we'll just quickly run over Spurs Burnley and then we'll go on to Everton Saints and then that's our last game. So Spurs and Burnley, what do you reckon uh, will happen there? Uh, I'm going to go two one, two one Spurs. I'm going to go two nil Spurs. I actually don't think Burnley will put up much of a fight here. I think, but I think Spurs need to get back on track. There's a, there's rumours that there's no Kane. Um, I really hope not because I've triple captained him in my FPL league. <laughs> So that would be extremely unfortunate. Um, You've used the triple captain this I week. have, yeah. I've dropped it. Big wow. double game week this week. But Spurs have got Burnley and I want to say Fulham. Um, yeah, they've got Fulham as well. So I think I think Spurs, Kane could do some serious damage. But it's whether he decides to turn up, isn't it? Well, that's always been, the, that's always been my... My issue with Kane, he doesn't turn up enough. <laughs> All right, well, I've gone two 0 so you've gone two one. We'll just we'll we'll gloss over that quickly. So Everton Saints, um, Saints picked up a point against Chelsea. I think they needed that massively. They were on the back of six losses in a row. Um, I don't think they're in any danger of going down personally. I think they they've got just enough points to get stay up. I can't see that, and they've got a good squad as well. So I think they'll be okay. Um, Oh, they lost to Leeds, though, didn't they? I forgot about that. They played on the Monday. 
So, yeah, they're not looking good. But I still think Everton are like an up and down club, aren't they? They just beat you, so they're bound to let themselves down. I'm going to go for just a. I'm going to go for a squeaky win. I'm going to go for a one nil Everton win. No, I'm going to go two nil. Calvert Lewin back in the side. Um, yeah, I'm going to go two nil Everton. Yeah, fair enough. I think Saints are in big trouble in terms of. I don't think they'll go down. Like I said, I think they've got enough about them to stay up. But in terms of their, um, in terms of their performances, I think. I mean, like we say, Hassan Hootel should have been player manager of the season, judging on the first sort of ten, twelve games. And now he's looking at the sack if he if he doesn't improve this run of games. I'm telling you. Um, mm. Cool. That's all the games done. I went for three. We we glossed over at the beginning Sheffield and Liverpool. Um, you went one nil. I've gone for three nil Liverpool. I think they'll come back to this. I think they'll they'll be back this week. Um, I said this last week though. So right, I've got just a couple of we've got a couple more things we want to do then. So we want to talk about our frauds of the week this week. Obviously, Dave did Aubameyang last week, which was a good enough pick. I think I don't think he did much against City. I think he got one chance and he didn't get it. And Dave called that to a T. He did say that he would get a chance and blow it. Um, I went for Werner. If anyone watched the Southampton game last weekend, they know that I am the clear winner. He was. Dog shit. Um, we said about that earlier. Uh, this week, Alex, you're you're going to go for fraud of the week, and I think you alluded to it earlier. So who who are you going for? Um, if we're talking about fraud of the week, this is uh, I'm looking at the fixtures um, and who I think is is going to be the player that's not going to live up to the hype yeah. um, and that is going to disappoint massively. Um, yeah, Bruno Fernandez, fraud of the week. You heard it. Um, purely, no, but listen, I rate him highly. I think he's been fantastic this season. I wouldn't be surprised if he won PFA Player of the Year. Um, the only issue I have with him, and it's a big one, is he is dog shit right. against the top six. He's only one goal, and it's a pen, shock, zero assists, I think. Um, and we talked about the Chelsea United game having all the hallmarks of, of being a dull affair I think Bruno is going to do absolutely nothing um, in the game we play a very we, we play a, a counter-attacking game against the big six and we're, just... we're not going to create as many chances and, and the chances we do create are, are going to be few and far between so we're not and, and that's what we go for those small chances and, 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 and on the counter so I don't think he's going to create as much and, and do as much but I can see what you're saying. I, he does. He does tend his drop. His numbers drop off considerably when we do play the top six and when we do play that style of football. So, um, yeah, okay, I can get behind it. I think, I think he may just just for this week. Yeah, but I I do <laughs> think um, he has he, he could he's he's the sort of player though that could make you look very silly. He could have he could easily turn around, and score two goals, and get an assist this weekend. And I hope he does that. He could do. Uh, but I don't think he will, and I'm just saying any any people <laughs> who are thinking about putting him as captain this week don't. Right, um, right well, points. mine was like a really mine was a difficult one this week because um, I was going to go, I was going to look at City players, and I was thinking that they might because I think Jesus is a is a fraud, and we, we we'll go through that another time. But I think overall, Gabriel Jesus is a fraudulent player. Um, however, I do think. Um, I do think City will beat West Ham, and I don't necessarily think he'll, you know, he'll, he'll do himself badly at all. I think he'll be okay. Um, my so what I've I've done this week is my fraud of the week, and this pains me to say because I actually have him in fantasy. I think my fraud of the week this week is going to be James Rodriguez um, against Southampton. Now we're going to be able to say that very easily because if he does nothing against that Southampton yeah. side, then he is that's a fraudulent performance. He has been. So good at the beginning of the season, unbelievable, and he's dropped off massively. I think his impact in games has been less. Um, it's a funny one. It's almost like he does, you know, playing in the cold. He's struggling. I think um, he gets fouled a lot. I think he can't. I don't think he's massively up to scratch with the physicality of the game yet. Um, he, you know, he started unbelievably, but I think he's dropping off. So my my tip this week is James Rodriguez. So James Rodriguez versus Bruno Fernandes this week, and obviously on. On the next pod, we can have a talk about whether which, and we can have a little uh, debate of to which one was more fraudulent that week. Okay, right. FPL player of the week, Alex. What do you think of there? So who who? So essentially, who it's going to be? Who have you captained this week? Isn't it um, really? That's going to that's the question I'm asking. Double game week. Dominic Calvert Lewin. 
Southampton on. I think he's helped out to goals against that Southampton. Alex, defense. I've never known he'll have his you way to. You, he's probably the player because you talk about him a lot in the group chat, and you think he should start for England, don't you? Well, for for me, um, put my opinions on Harry Kane to one side. I actually think Kane Kane's a better ten than nine. And if we're talking about an England team, there's no, no. way that, that they're going to drop Harry Kane because, yeah, it's Harry Kane. So what I would do is I'd, I'd play Calvert-Lewin as that nine. I'd have Kane in as a 10. For me, Calvert-Lewin in that England team, he, he gives more of a presence up top. He, he's, you know, he, he has a couple of different aspects of his game that, that Kane doesn't have. Um, I've been really impressed with Calvert-Lewin this season and he's, he's become a really clinical finisher. You know, he's, he's, he's big, he's quick, he's strong, he's good in the air. His decision-making has, has, you know, has been a lot better this season. He's, yeah. he's looking like a real, a real number nine. So, yeah, I think, um, I think he, he'll be the top scorer this week. Um, but no, in the sort of wider context, I, I, I do really think that he okay. should be that, that I've starting gone for number Kane. nine for England. Um, double game week, two easy-ish games. Um, and, you know, obviously his, 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 um, his output so far this season in terms of goals and assists, which is all that really matters in FPL, is quite vast. Um, I've heard rumours that he might not be playing. So um, I've got Sonny on the, on the backup you know, if 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 I've got Son in as well, and he's my sort of vice triple captain. So if if Son if Kane's injured, I'll probably take him out last minute and um, put someone else in, and I'll go for Son the triple captain. But at the moment, hopefully, if he's starting, it'll be Harry Kane, and Dave will be happy. And it, and it, and if if we're going by Dave, you know, and the way Dave speaks about him, he should score seven goals against Fulham and and um, and Burnley, right? Right, lovely. Thank you, Alex. Right, what we're going to do is we're just going to finish off the pod this week with a small little comparison uh, game. We're just going to test out Alex and my self-biasness towards our own players, um, a bit more historically than current, though. So, Alex, um, all players that have played in our sort of lifetime, and we would like to rank these players from one to six, please. So, I'm going to read out the players in no particular order. And then I would like you to rank them uh, six to one. So I'd like you to rank them from worst to best. Okay. All right. So I've gone for Rude yep. Van Nistelrooy and Robbie Fowler. I've gone for Michael Owen and Rude Van, uh, Robin Van Persie. And I've gone for Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Fernando Torres. And every single one of these players, you have to rate on how they played at our respective clubs. Yes. Oh, at the respective clubs. So, for instance, okay. Ibrahimovic, um, United, Ibrahimovic. Um, Van Persie would be Man United, Van Persie. Okay. And then, obviously, Fowler, not at Man City because he was shite there. So, Liverpool again. <coughs> OK. Um, number pains me to say, because I am one of his biggest fans, has to be Ibrahimovic, purely on the basis that it's, it's United, Ibrahimovic. If we're talking about overall careers, it's obviously going to be... You know, it's obviously going to be very different, but I'd have to say number six. Yeah, I've got the same thing. So I think, I think, like you say, I think what he's done in his career is absolutely outstanding. He gets a lot of critics, and he is a gimp. Like the things he says about himself is just ridiculous. And I I, I used to think it was funny, and then I grew grew past the age of eleven, and now he's just a gimp. But um, I think United, he, he did very well for us. But I think the stand, the caliber of players we have in front of him, I think that's fair enough. So who have you got at five? This, this is where it gets interesting for me. Uh, for me, number five, I am going to have to put. Oh, okay. And and what Robin reason is that then? Because um, I, I'll, yeah, I'll let you go through. What? Why? I wasn't. He was. He was very good at United I don't think he was there long enough um, and some of the other players left in that six they had longer careers at the at, at Liverpool and, and United respectively um, and they, they did more it, it, I was a big fan of Van Persie but we're talking about just the time at United you know there's some yeah. there's some great players on that list um, to be honest it 
yeah. So Van Persie is my five, and who's in number four? Uh, it, they could they could easily switch. Um, yeah, they could easily switch. But so yeah, Van Persie okay. is number five. Fowler in five. Well, that, how's that make you feel? Owen. Owen. So, uh, is there any kind of biased Judas vibes in there? Um, inevitably, yes. I I cannot look past the fact that um, I can't think of Michael Owen and then not think of Judas. Um, just, uh, I I don't know what it is about him. He just has all of the qualities that make him an extremely unlikable man. Um. <laughs> Disappointed to be honest. Robbie Fowler, uh, Bobby Fowler's probably one of our one of our best ever strikers. Um, and I've actually, I'm actually going to put Fowler ahead of Owen. You're, you're going to, I think we're going to have very different lists here, and you'll you'll see why in a second. Um, the reason I put Fowler there is I, I don't think I think personally he was. I think he he reached a good height with you guys, and I think he scored a lot of goals. I think the problem with him is is he was. And, and this is, I guess, this is the fault in the question. It's my fault, really. But I think I didn't see him in his prime, prime. If you know what I mean, um, I sort of saw the back end of his career, so I don't really know that much about him. But I put him in there due to the, you know, just because of his sort of fame within that Liverpool team. So he's there for me purely because I guess I saw the back end of his career. If I if I was born five years earlier, then I'm, I'm sure I might have a different list. But I've gone for him at five. Um, who have you just? Who have you picked ahead of RVP then? Yeah, don't, don't don't get me wrong. He had some some great times at Liverpool, and uh, you know he scored a lot of goals. Um, I think at the when he was a lot younger, um, that was when he was that was when he was at his mm. at the height of his powers. You know, he started to pick a lot of a lot of injuries, yeah. a lot of hamstring injuries, um, and he just when he lost that yard of pace. And we talk about you know we were talking about Werner earlier, just being a pace merchant, and you take away his pace, and then what's he got? I feel like the same thing happened with Owen. He took away his pace, um, which was which was such a big part of his game. You, you know, a lot of people said, "Yeah, he was a really clinical finisher," and when he was in one-on-one situations, yeah. more often than not, he'd score. But when it, a lot of the times, that pace got him into that position, playing on on the um, on the shoulder of the last man, that pace to get away from the centre back, and then he'd be in that one-on-one situation. When he lost that pace, you look at you know, when he was at Real Madrid, that farcical time at Newcastle, United as well, he was just, he was just so bang average. I know you, you got an Owen United shirt <laughs> whenever against City. Uh, that would be a good finish, to be fair. Um, but no, I, he had a couple of seasons before he picked up the injuries at Liverpool when he was when he was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I just can't look past the fact that that he let his contract run out. Uh, and he he left the peanuts at the end. And yeah. Got no, I think I think I understand that. I, I think I think you're going to hate my my order at the moment. But um, I think yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. I think so. I went. So you went for Owen at four. I I actually went for Torres. Torres, a victim of his of the rest of his career. He's he reached a good height for you, Alex. Don't get me wrong. He he was brilliant for you, but he didn't do it for anywhere near the amount of time he should have. He was good for what? He's probably only good for 18 months, wasn't he? Like, I mean, um, good, I mean, good, good. Um, But was he, did he reach a height for a long time? I don't think so. So I've gone for, I've gone for Torres at four. I think all, all the other players reached a better height than him. Um, And I've gone for Van Persie at three. So who did you go for at three? I remember who I had left now. So you've gone Ibra, Ibra Van Persie, Owen, Torres. and you've got Torres, Fowler, Van Nistelrooy left. Um, I'm going. I'm going Fowler number three. Okay, we've been through Fowler. So yeah. who who have you who have you gone at, two, at number two? At two, and this is going to surprise you. I've actually gone for Torres okay. too. Now, purely because uh, just the you know you, you talk about. Uh, Torres's career, you know, when he left Liverpool. Don't get me wrong, when he was at Liverpool, and I think that that first or second season, um, the height that he hit, he was the best striker in world football when he was at Liverpool in his yeah. in his prime for me. Uh, you know, he scored um, he scored the winning goal for Spain. Was it in yeah. the Euros? Yeah, 
think it was those, yeah. Um, for me, he was he was the best striker in world football at that time, and I've I've never seen the kind of level drop from when he was at Liverpool oh. to Chelsea. I I almost felt the guy. madness, wasn't it? Um, but the the reason why, and you know, inevitably I've got Van Nistelrooy as number one. The reason why I had Van Nistelrooy at number one was because he he was consistently scoring. Yeah. For, he went into he went to he went to Real Madrid and did the same um, thing as well. He's he he scored yeah. goals wherever he's gone. He scored goals where, and um, you talk about a couple of clinical finishes, um, and you know the thing that maybe someone like Werner struggles with. For me, that that part of Vanistoy's game was just was just unbelievable. The the how clinical of a finisher he was. Um, you know, he, he, the guy only operated eight yards out from goal. Yeah. Um, but the number of goals that he scored consistently, yeah, I'd have to say, I have to destroy. I'm glad you didn't put Suarez. Yeah, in I was. Bit. I thought that would be Suarez obvious. Would've... I think Suarez would have just gone straight to the top. So, um, I went for Ruud van Nistelrooy at two, and I went for Owen at number one. And that, I know that's crazy because you went for Owen at four, um, but he won a Ballon d'Or, Alex, and he. When he joined, when he came on the scene for you, I think he, people forget that two thousand and one season. You, yeah, but, yeah I, know, I know, I know, I know. But 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 we, but Owen didn't get to the World Cup final single handedly and still won it. And I think you forget that two thousand and one season where you won those three trophies. I mean, what was it? That, what do they call it? The fake treble? No, it was actually five trophies. I think four or five trophies because they, what did they chuck in? They chucked in the European Super Cup. The uh, UEFA Cup at the time, what was it? FA Cup, and uh, it was called the Carling Cup. Uh, the Worthington then, Cup or something like that. I think it was actually. It was the Worthington Cup, and I remember because I have not DVD. I used to have a VHS of that season. Gerard Houllier. Um That was a Owen and Heskey partnership up top. Nick Barnby coming off the bench. Gary McAllister in midfield. Poncho, Hippia, Yari Littman. <laughs> no, I loved him. I, I think he, I think he, his pace, his, his, you know, his finishing and, and, and some of the, some of the, um, some of the goals he scored and, and the way, you know, he scored that goal for, for England against Argentina. I, I loved Owen. I thought he was brilliant and he was one of the only Liverpool players I liked. And I grew up, I grew up watching him scoring for England and being, England's best striker, and and yeah, I've got a little bit of a thing for Owen, as you know, as and I think I like the fact that he kind of put you in the mud because it, it just makes him even better <laughs> to me. But yeah, he obviously once he left Liverpool, his career was done. But um, no, I, I thought what a brilliant player and, and love watching him. So I suppose it's just, um, I suppose it's just personal preference, isn't it? But yeah, anyway, mate, we'll, we'll we'll call it there. I think that was that was brilliant. I I enjoy I enjoy having those little debates about. Liverpool and Man United players. I think it's, it's interesting to see the differences. But um, but yeah, we'll see how our predictions go and our frauds of the week goes, and we'll we'll catch up next week and review them. Yep, watch out <sighs> for that Bruno shout. I'm going to be watching mate. fraud of the week. All right, mate. Have a great day. I'll speak to you later. Okay, thank you everyone for listening. Head over to at fraud watch pod on Instagram and ask us any questions you want to ask us and any inf- any opinions you want us to go through. Um, and we look forward to speaking to you next week. Thank you. Bye.